Hello gorgeous souls. <sighs> I am really excited. I'm in a good mood because I just recorded the EFT that goes with this podcast. I've decided that I want to <sighs> really focus on my podcast this year and release a podcast a week. And then I had the idea that I want to do an EFT for each topic of the podcast. I thought that would be really fun. Um, I'm trying something new and different this year <sighs> called focusing, <laughs> called not trying to do all the things at once. Um, and it's really hard for the ADHD brain because um, we tend to have so many amazing ideas. And then what we've got to do is whittle them down into the thing that we want to focus on. And it's really important to do that. Uh, consciously because otherwise we'll just be focusing on whatever we want to focus on in the moment but then even if we set our goals and really minimize them down and, and say look this is my goal to focus on what happens is we have all these other ideas and we start to expand again because we get more and more ideas and we think oh maybe that could come into this that could come into this so it's like an ongoing process to really refine our goals and be selective. And this year I'm, I'm trying something new. And my new thing is one goal. A lot of teachers teach, oh, teach, have three goals because if you only have three goals, then you'll be able to focus your time and energy on them. And I've decided, nope, this year I'm gonna have one goal because my goals traditionally have been a health goal a family parenting relationships type goal and a business goal but then what happens is I tend to switch between hyper focusing on all those different things so even three goals for the ADHD brain I think is too many and those other things I still I had to write them down in my journal that I really wanted to have good relationships with my kids and the way that I'm doing that this this year is I read some books about communication so I'm changing how I'm communicating a little bit um, and I homeschool them so I've got you know ideas of things that I want to do there but I'm going to put it on the back burner a little bit and that saying about like put it on the back burner I've heard it talked about that there are four burners in life you've got your career family health and relationships maybe it's those four and whoever came up with this saying said that you can only have two on high at once you can't have all four on high so through life, when we talk about balance, what we're actually doing is focusing on different areas and turning the burners up and down, up and down, up and down. So I'm going to turn down that homeschooling a little bit, not be quite so neurotic and obsessive, if I want to go there, about trying to be perfect and do all the things. Because even though I'm trying to, um, I simple, we have a simple homeschooling life and it's quite easy to meet the needs and expectations and my kids love to learn I still spend a lot of thought and energy on it I think it's that per perfectionism and trying to get it right and make sure my kids are enriched in all the right ways but when it comes down to it that's also micromanaging and if I'm putting my thought and energy there then I'm not putting it into other things and same with health I'm not having a health goal this year I'm seeing it as I'm going to keep up these habits that I've built this past year 2022 
um, and just be devoted to my body. And I'll talk about that in another podcast. I'm going to do one about devotion over discipline because I find that so useful, that little mindset shift, attitude shift. So you'll find that out in that podcast episode. But my one goal for this year, one goal is the podcast and to build my audience. But I kept coming back to that wanting to share EFT because EFT is such a practical thing rather than just giving you knowledge and strategies that you then consciously need to implement. I love bringing knowledge because um, when you when you know, you notice. I heard that quote the other day. When you know, you notice. And I believe that noticing and self-awareness means you can make that choice. And I, I love having strategies in life because then you just make little shifts. But I love EFT because then with EFT, you can sit down for 20 minutes and you can do it and it changes your subconscious mind. You are you're tapping it in because you're bringing it into your body, bringing it in somatically. And it has just been shown through research to have such quick, fast results. And I think if you can sit down for 20 minutes and talk through this thing and really embody that knowledge, that's so amazing because then it's not quite the same as implementing strategies. It's not quite such a conscious effort that you have to put in through your life. You can just put in that 20 minutes and go go forth and relax and trust that it's sinking in and that it's changing things in your subconscious. And it really does work. So Anyway, um, this podcast episode, what have I spoken for? Five minutes. It's kind of on topic. This podcast episode is about creating momentum rather than relying on motivation. Um, so I don't know why I was talking about the podcast, but, um, oh yeah, the EFT. I decided I still want to do the EFT because I find that really exciting. But my one goal is the podcast. And this morning I got up and I really wanted to do an EFT. I really wanted to record it, but I didn't feel like it. And I thought that the perfect one to record would be about creating momentum over motivation. So sometimes when we want to do a thing, we don't feel like we're in the mood. But what we're actually doing is thinking about it conceptually and deciding that we're not on the mood, in the mood for it based on that thought rather than actually sitting down in it and seeing how we feel when we get started, if that makes sense. Because there's a difference. If you're just thinking about it in your head, I don't know if you do this, but if you're neurodiverse, you possibly do. If you think about a food and it just doesn't seem appealing, but if that same food is in front of you, it does seem appealing. Or if the weather, if you look outside the window and it looks like it's too hot or it looks like it's too cold and you just don't want to go outside, but then you step outside and it's not as bad as you thought it was because when you're feeling it, you're actually in it and you can see how your whole body is responding rather than just seeing how your thoughts are responding to your other thoughts and your beliefs and your concepts about the thing. If you go outside and you're wearing the right clothes and you are doing the right sort of activities, maybe you're going to go to the beach, it's not so bad. Wow, it's actually quite a nice day. I used to think that above 30 degrees Celsius was too hot. And then one day I spent it at the beach and I realized that lying around in my house hiding from the heat on those hot days, that was actually the problem. But being at the beach on those days is so nice and it's not too hot. 
And that obviously depends on who you are. But my point is, it's not helpful for us to conceptually be saying, oh, I don't think I feel like doing the thing. Especially because when we're waiting to have this magical feeling for all our thoughts to be positive about it, for us to feel enthusiastic about it, to us, for us to feel motivated about it, that rarely ever happens. And I love the feeling of hyper-focus. I love the feeling of inspiration coming out of nowhere. I love the feeling of being pulled and dragged towards doing something because it's just calling to me. It's lighting me up. But I don't always feel that way. And I realize that I can't wait around until I get a magical burst of hyper-focus. So then what do I do instead? Because I don't feel like doing the thing and I don't want to do it when it feels like it's hard work. But guess what? The magical trick is finding momentum. Now, I'm pretty sure it was Liz Gilbert in the book, Big Magic, who says that if you can't, you can't wait for the muse to show up, you can't wait for inspiration to strike, because if, if it is this spiritual thing, or even if it is our brain and our chemicals and whatever, if you're walking around and you're doing your dishes or you're going off out to see friends or whatever it is, you're busy in your life, the muse isn't going to come in and say, oh, let's sit down and do that thing. Let's sit down and film the video, record the podcast, write the book. Because you're busy. And imagine if it did. Imagine how frustrating it would be if you went about your daily life and then suddenly you had this inspiration and you needed to do this thing, but you weren't near a podcasting studio or a quiet cupboard or you weren't near a um, camera, video camera. That would be so frustrating. So why is it that we're expecting to have this inspiration? Maybe it would be super convenient to wake up with it, and I love to feel that way, but any other time would not be very convenient. So thinking that way is not helpful um, anyway. But conversely, if you sit down to write every day, if you show up on your yoga mat every day, if you sit down to record a video, then maybe inspiration will strike. And if it strikes, then that would be great. Maybe if you start getting into it, then you'll start getting in the mood for it. Or maybe the inspiration will come. Maybe you have to write a few crappy sentences before you go, okay, hang on. Now I see where I'm going. Now I've got a better idea. Whatever it may be, the inspiration is more likely to come and more convenient to come when you sit down and show up. But the other thing is the momentum. When you start, you might find that you are more ready than you think. There's been a few times where I've been tired and I've realized, okay, I could sit down and do a video and a podcast. So I haven't necessarily been inspired, but I thought, okay, I, I don't feel heaps of resistance towards it to this point. So maybe I'll just go and sit down and see what happens. Now, I believe that if you're sitting down and it's getting stressful, you're stressing yourself out, it's feeling really uncomfortable, nothing's working, if you're recording a, a video or a podcast, maybe you're stumbling over your words, maybe your your voice has gone hoarse and you, your voice is missing a little bit and it's, it's uncomfortable because I've done a few raspy early morning recordings before. What if you have like a, a fever or a cold and you're like snotty? It's fine to not show up. It's fine to, uh, you know, blow your nose and then see how it goes if you want to be committed and, and show up anyway and see how it goes. If you're recording something and it's just not flowing, 
to the point where it's really just not working at all. Don't waste your time and don't create these experiences where you've had really negative experiences attempting to do it. But for the majority of the time when you show up, you might find that you stumble a few times, but then you get into it. This morning when I was recording the EFT, I recorded four times the, the start bit. Like the first 10 seconds, I was like, um, just the, hi guys, today we are filming this. And I felt a little bit robotic. And then the first time I said, okay, um, the, first, oh, the fifth time I realized that I was recording an EFT about momentum and I just started talking and I just kept talking and then I got into the rhythm of it. And now you can see I'm, I'm more awake, I'm livelier, I am finding it easier to talk because I have found that momentum. When you get started, that's often what happens. And you don't need to be perfectly in momentum at the absolute first second. It doesn't need to feel supernatural, like not supernatural. It doesn't need to feel natural immediately. It can take time to get into the movement and the motion and that's absolutely fine. But when you start and you build that momentum, that's where the beauty is. And then you create energy through doing that. Rather than waiting for this magical energy where oh, I really feel like doing this amazing thing today. I really feel like doing all the things that I've been putting off. Rather than waiting for that, try and get started and then see how you feel. It's like when I, I clean the house, sometimes I get way too into the momentum and obviously I'm getting like little dopamine rewards for everything I clean as well. And then it builds and builds until suddenly I'm doing a massive spring clean. Um, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I have a few other examples as well. And you can think of these examples in your own life. And if you don't have the examples, just try it. And then you'll get some examples and see how you feel. Um, so there was once that I went roller skating and I was so tired, um, really tired. My body felt like it couldn't move. I put the skates on and I felt so awkward. I hadn't skated in maybe two months and, um, I thought I'd probably just skate for 20 minutes and just see how I went and then probably have a rest because I, I thought that I would tire myself out. But what happened instead is I got energy. At first I felt awkward skating and I couldn't do any of my tricks. I couldn't balance on one foot. I couldn't do anything at all. Even skating felt really weird and awkward. But after 20 minutes or half an hour or something, I got into the motion of it. I remembered what it was like and it just, it started feeling natural again. I got into the habit. I built that momentum. I started doing the easier tricks again and then I built up and up practicing all the other tricks I had learned. Felt a little bit awkward at, at first, but then I got into it and then I went beyond my normal level. I started learning some new tricks because that's what I love to do is to challenge myself with that. And I felt so invigorated rather than I thought I would be tired, I thought I would need a rest, but no, I, I skated for two or three hours um, because that's how long we go to the skate rink for and I definitely hyper-focus when I do skating. But that momentum that built up kept me going and it built into more and more and more energy and it was fantastic. And another time, another example was when I was doing yoga every day and felt kind of awkward at first, it felt difficult, a bit resistant, especially the downward dog. And it was effort and I would have these thoughts while I was doing it that it was difficult and felt awkward 
But then one, it was like one day I did the downward dog and all of that was gone. All the resistance was gone. It felt natural. My body didn't feel stiff and awkward anymore. It just like, it was more like water, you know, it just flew, flowed into that pose. It felt so natural. And I realized that by doing that little bit every day, eventually you get into that natural motion of it. And this really, truly does work. I love the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about just doing 1% every day and thinking about how, I can't remember the percentage, but how much progress you'll make at the end of the year. Just take that first step. He also talks about habits. And instead of making your habit work out at the gym for an hour every day, he says, make your habit, make your goal, go to the gym every day. Because what are you going to do when you're at the gym? You're probably going to work out. If you want to do yoga every day, sit on your yoga mat every day. And if you feel sick and tired on that day, you've still done that habit and you are building the habit of showing up to do the thing rather than if you take a sick day off. Um, one, He says one day off is, is just a once off, but two days is starting to build that new habit. So if you are sick for two or three days, then you can get out of that momentum of that habit of showing up every day. Whereas if it's just two minutes on the yoga mat, if um, if it's just showing up to the yoga mat, if it's just showing up to the gym, you could sit in the gym and just listen to a podcast. You could go to the gym and do literally one stretch, but you are keeping that habit of going to the gym. And that's so important for your neurological wiring. It's, it's just so powerful. If you understand the neurology of it, it is so powerful. Um, and yeah, he talks about making your goal into two minutes, breaking it down instead of I want to do half an hour of yoga, breaking it down to the first two minutes. I want to show up and do yoga. I want to put on my running shoes. I have a treadmill in my lounge room. Another thing is making a habit really accessible so that it's easy to do. So I've got my treadmill in my lounge room because when I had it in a different room, did not use it. And I just jump on the treadmill sometimes I'm tired and I'll jump on for five minutes, but I'll stay on for like 20 because it actually gives me that energy. Other times I might feel way too tired and get off after the five minutes. That's fine. My shoes now, I have some shoes in there that I only use for fitness at home. Now when I put them on, I, it's like the magic shoes. I, I'll wear them like instead of my slippers in the house and, and, um, you know, I'll do the washing and whatever else. And then I'll like gravitate back towards, oh, I'll just jump on the treadmill for another five minutes. Because that neurological wiring tells me when I have those shoes on, it's easy to work out. I can just get straight on the treadmill with them on. Because I can't with my slippers. They don't really work on there. And when I'm barefoot, it doesn't work either. And I've got a few other things there, like a mini exercise bike and stuff. And having those shoes on just draws my brain back to doing it. Because it's, it's that neurological link. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so tr whatever habit you want to build, whether it be fitness, whether it be uh, a business goal, whatever it is, try and break it down into a little small amount and then um, let it build from there. So for me with these videos, it's to sit down and press record with an idea in mind and see where it goes. And if it's absolute crap, if my kids aren't getting along and they need me, I can stop. But more often than not, I get to do these videos and I find my flow, I find my momentum, I find the things that I wanna talk about. Even when, like sometimes I think, 
like I'm having those conceptual thoughts about it and I'm thinking well I know the topic I want to talk about but what will I say what but <laughs> that's kind of crazy to think that I can think about the topic and immediately know all 20 minutes worth of talking that I'm going to do in my head right in that second without sitting down to do it for 20 minutes. I need 20 minutes to think through the 20 minutes of, of talking. It just comes to me. So whatever it is that you want to do, sit down, get started and see if that muse comes to you. See if the inspiration comes to you. See if you can build the momentum and build the energy. And by showing up step by step, you're going to be making progress. Even if it's just that one little thing per day, especially if it's just that one little thing per day, because imagine how much momentum you will build to do bigger and bigger things, have more and more energy. Imagine where you'll be at the end of one year. And that's coming back to what I said at the start, that's where I came back to my one goal of podcasting. And now it's sneakily a little double goal of podcast and an EFT. Um, having that one goal that I'm focusing on, not letting it be overwhelmed, not letting myself get distracted between, oh, which project will I work on today? And letting it build so that at the end of the year, I'll have 52 podcast episodes out. That's Fantastic. And this last year, 2022, I've been working on meditations for my kids and I've released them on YouTube and um, I've been able to batch them and then upload them. And it seemed like such a big thing. And there was a learning curve at the start. I had to learn all this software. I had to buy the background music and learn how to do copyright on YouTube. I had to create the thumbnails on Canva. I had to work out all these little steps but I learned it bit by bit and now I know the process and and now I've recorded 52 meditations and I'm so proud of myself because these things that it's a really interesting world that we live in because it's kind of a hyperproductive world but we're shifting more towards well-being and purpose and stuff like that but it's really sneakily still towards hard work and productivity um like these expectations that everyone should be finding their perfect fitness and like expressing expressing their mission and their purpose in life and starting businesses but every little thing is a big thing i once i think i read this in some book somewhere um someone like moved house and had a baby and started a new job or something all in one year and they said all those things are really big things moving house is a really big thing Having a baby is a really big thing, but we think that we can do like all these things at once. And if you want to start a podcast, starting a podcast is a really big thing. And I used to think, oh, this year I want to start a podcast. I want to be on all the social medias. I want to start writing my book. Maybe I'll blog and then I can turn the blog into a book. And I want to work on my fitness and I want to homeschool my kids and I want to do all this. All of those things are things. If you want to get fit, that's still a big thing if you want to start a podcast it's still a big thing it's got a lot of aspects to it and we can't be comparing ourselves to these business people on the internet that have big teams supporting them teams to help get them on all the social medias one of my things this year is i'm not going to be on social media with my business because what keeps happening is i keep starting up um, pages for my business on different things and then i can't keep it up there are processes you can have 
especially if you have a team, that can get you on all the social medias. But I don't think it's necessary. And I think we really need to choose our avenues and choose our goals and realize and recognize that everything we're doing takes effort and everything is um, worthwhile and also deserves recognition. If you start a podcast and do a podcast every week, that deserves recognition. There are some people out there who all they do is their YouTube channel. Rather than looking at these people who do absolutely everything, we need to think about what it is that we really want, who it is that we want to reach and help, how we want to express our purpose and our mission, and recognize that you can't do it all at once. Choose the thing that is really going to mean a lot to you, is going to make a lot of difference in your life, and that if you do it and build that momentum, it's going to get you to where you want to be in life it's going to turn you more into the person that you want to be it's going to help you in the direction of the life you want to live and the the dreams you want to achieve and that's where i'm thinking with this podcast and with these efts starting to deliver my business really small because i've created an online course i have this entire online program and then I decided I wanted to add all these other aspects into it as well and record more videos and um, it's such a big vision that this year I'm just focusing on this podcast and on adding EFTs into the program because the EFTs are the things that are really going to help people quickly and easily and have really big results and the podcast is how I want to reach people because yeah it's just such a big vision that I have I can't do it all at once and I need to build up my audience and I'll do that by helping you guys and sharing my experiences, my insights, wisdom, knowledge and strategies. But my big dream is not necessarily a one year dream. And that's where that quote comes that we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. So this year I am reshuffling how I look at things and looking at things one year at a time and looking at this year as the year that I grow my audience, that I deliver this podcast, that I, I add EFTs to the online library of my program and then build up to this giant business idea that I have in my head um, because that's probably a five to ten year vision rather than a one year vision. So find that timeline of your dreams and recognize that taking steps and building that momentum is really valuable. It's important if you can't find that motivation to get started and and build that momentum because obviously when you stagnate or when you feel overwhelmed, you're going to get nowhere. Um, and I've realized that over the last five years, having these giant, this probably 10 year business vision, or a five-year business vision, because I've been focusing on too many things, I've actually made less progress than I would have if I just did one thing at a time, if I just started small. So whatever is holding you back, whether it's not having that inspiration and energy to get started, or whether it's the opposite end of the spectrum and kind of having too much, this big idea, find that middle ground of the thing you want to get started with, the thing you want to focus on, and sit down and get started and commit to sitting down and starting and seeing how you feel. It's kind of like swimming, I suppose. Like the water seems warm to your toes, but once you jump in, oh, it actually seems kind of nice. I think that's a good analogy. It feels awkward and uncomfortable to start, 
but then you'll find your momentum and build that energy and it feels so excellent. So if you would like to check out an EFT that um, is on this topic, EFT is such a fantastic tool. It has amazing results shown by studies like they did a tapping session with war veterans, um, an hour long session, and they found that months later, I should have this written down. This is, I like to work on the fly with podcasts, which means I don't have notes and I don't always remember exact statistics, but you could Google it. Months later, their symptoms were gone. It relieved their PTSD. And there are so many studies like this. You could Google, um, EFT studies and maybe I should do a podcast episode where I actually write these down and talk them all through with you That would be super helpful. Then I can just whenever I want to quote it direct you to that episode um, It is fantastic because I can tell you all these concepts, but without putting them into your body and into your subconscious It remains in the conscious and then you need to consciously Implement them into your life whereas with EFT you are tapping it into your body. It's um it can be it's called like psychological acupressure i've heard someone call it and other things like that because it's not just the mind it's in the body as well and you're physically embodying these concepts and ideas you sit down and you do your eft for 20 minutes and we talk through this concept and it rewires your subconscious belief so that rather than going throughout your day and going oh, i have to do that thing i have to implement what marley said in that podcast it works in the background you can just do it for 20 minutes in the morning. You can use this EFT to build your momentum and your excitement and your belief in yourself to get the thing started. Um, sit down for 20 minutes and, and then you might feel more motivated if you want to do something like that. Oh, I also didn't add, I'm trying to close the podcast and I'm still talking, um, that other coaches talk about getting in alignment and doing things to get yourself hyped up and motivated and in the mood to do your thing, to do your coaching or your video or your writing or whatever. And it's, it is important to get aligned, but with the ADHD brain, we don't, it, it can be hard. Like I thought this morning, should I jump on the treadmill and, and exercise for an hour and listen to pump me up music and stuff and see if that gets me in the mood? I decided not to because that is taking energy from my brain whereas that can give energy to my body and it brings energy and inspiration to other people when you have the ADHD brain or a neurodiverse brain you'll know that everything you do kind of can take energy and focus from you and I don't always know how I'm gonna to respond to something like that I could feel tired afterwards again I should have just showed up anyway and seen if there was momentum but I figured that if I just sit down and do it then maybe I'd find my momentum. So for you, you could find something like that. EFT is a great short thing to do, or sometimes I just breathe and center myself, but doing a lengthy alignment routine might or might not be for you because it might take away energy and take away focus and brain space to do it. So that's where I find this strategy, sitting down and getting started, or maybe doing an EFT tapping session to get in the mood. It's a really quick and effective way. Maybe you just find something that works for you, like doing five star jumps or something, whatever it is. <sighs> but that's my main point of this entire video has been just get started and see how you feel, see if you can build that momentum. It's a fantastic strategy. It works. I'm so on a roll now that I just can't even stop. Um, 
Yeah, that EFT is in the online program, which you'll be able to find in the show notes. That's a good place to put it because I haven't set it up yet as of what well, kind of it's half set up as of recording of this episode. All right. I'm so excited for you to go out and start building this momentum towards whatever your goals are, whether it's exercise goals or business goals or just shifting some things in your life or doing a passion project or something creative. I would love to hear about it. I'm not sure where you can reach out to me at this point. I will find a place, but I would love to hear and find out how this works for you and what amazing changes you're making in your life by implementing this and just getting started and building that momentum and finding that amazing energy all right i will see you in the next podcast or i might see you inside energy empresses for that eft see you next time darling